take a bet on robo-taxis. I think there's going to be a city somewhere in the world that's going to have autonomous taxis in a small way doing some, some interesting pilots that we're going to see. Hello and welcome to the podcast. The 2018 Consumer Electronics Show in Las Vegas just wrapped up and there were a lot of exciting things that came out of it pertaining to the automotive industry. To talk about this, I'm pleased to welcome three members of Capgemini's automotive sector team to share their insights and predictions for the year ahead. Nick Gill, who leads Capgemini's global automotive sector, Jerome Coignard, who is responsible for Capgemini's mobility solutions, and Petri Talala, who is the automotive sector lead at IBM. Nick, Jerome, Petri, welcome. Nick, I'd like to start with you. Uh, one of the key themes at this year's CES was around mobility. Now, this is a really broad theme. Can you please put this into context for the automotive industry and talk about some of the hot topics around mobility that were covered at this year's event? Yeah, it's an interesting one because, I mean, some companies have started changing their name. I know Bosch changed its name from a, a for their automotive divisions is now called the Mobility Services Division. And Ford has said that it's no longer just a, uh, a manufacturer of cars. It's a manufacturer of cars and mobility solutions. So clearly pe people are picking up on this mobility word. And I think I like the, the definition that uh, Daimler and BMW have given. And they use the same um, terminology in a slightly different way. Daimler calls it K-C-A-S-E and BMW calls it ACES, A-C-E-S, but it's the same um, mnemonic. Uh, the C stands for connected and that every car at CES, everything at CES was connected to each other. Uh, even the parts inside the cars were connected to each other. The A stands for autonomous. Uh, so many different uh, self-driving pilots that you really can start to feel that that autonomous driving is is just around the corner. The S stands for shared. This whole idea that uh, people going forward, especially you know the, the 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 younger generations, will not be buying cars; that they'll be sharing cars, and so the car sharing, car hailing, ride sharing type uh, schemes are going to be prevalent. And there were lots of those at CES. And then the E is electric; that we're going to move away from the internal combustion engine to alternative battery electric, hybrid electric going forward. And CES was full of all of these mobility solutions. And I think it's the it's the confluence; it's where all of these meet together. The electric car that is autonomous, that is connected, and that will be a, a shared car. That's that's where CES was strong this year. Wow, sounds really fascinating. Now, Jerome, from a technology perspective, where is the automotive industry heading? You know, we continue to hear a lot about driverless cars and what was being talked about at CES. And, you know, what can we look forward to in, in tomorrow's connected vehicles? Well, for, for sure, the autonomous vehicle is a, is a long time effort and there are still uh, some improvement every year. So it was still very uh, present at the CES. What we heard last year at the, the CES, um, is lots about uh, the the artificial intelligence and the uh, virtual assistant, especially the Alexa, which is still growing and still there. What, what I found uh, very uh, very new this year uh, is the I would say the 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 cockpit and the big screen, especially what uh, Baton sh shows us at the CS, which is uh, really uh, uh, striking as the um, as the OEMs coming back uh, in the in the in the battle, because there there used to be a, a battle going on between uh, uh, the car and the smartphone, uh, but who will be uh, the accessory of the other? 
And what we see with this uh, new cockpit, there's also the Harman Samsung uh, cockpit, which was very interesting, is, is a new uh, way to, to express uh, an experience within the car, which I think will be one of the trend uh, in the next years to come. Okay. I think if I could just jump in there, Trish, on well, Jerome, it was the Byton car was very interesting. It reminded me of the sort of the the, the 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 impression that Tesla gave when it came on the market a few years ago. This is a non-traditional company coming from a non-traditional market, China in this case, coming with a car which not only had this sort of this what they called a coast-to-coast -coast display, so sort of you know the, the, just the, the full size of the car, but but so many other things. So there was no sort of key. It was facial recognition. There were no mirrors. It was cameras. Uh, inside the car, every seat was its own infotainment uh, center because they were looking, they were using facial recognition. Uh, I think there are things like that as well, that just at the pure car level, which were very exciting, very interesting developments. Wow, yeah, it sounds it. Now, you know, we often hear talk about the end of the privately owned vehicle. Now, when digital technology makes calling a cab or hiring a ride so simple and with driverless cars not being so far off, I mean, why would anyone want to keep their own car? Well, I, I wouldn't be uh, too, too quick to completely write off the, the car ownership. Uh, I think we'll, we'll see more and more sort of kind of mobility as a commodity service where people will be sharing or renting uh, uh, the car for a, a short or a longer period of time, for sure. But what we see with this Bayton example, again, uh, is, is a, new, a new way to, to, to build an experience and to connect emotionally the, the, the user um, with the car. So whether uh, we'll be owning the car or renting for a long time, I think what the OEMs are trying to, to do now is to mix together all these new technologies, which they seem to get used to to, uh, uh, to leverage and build new experience that will be connected progressively over time uh, uh, the people to a brand or to a specific uh, a specific car model. Okay, great. And 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 Petri, just moving over to you. You've talked with a lot of OEMs in the automotive industry. What are they saying about what came out of the event, and what's their perspective on car ownership? Yeah, thanks. Uh, I certainly agree that we touched uh, most of the key themes already through Nick and, and Jerome, uh, especially what comes to the OEM point of view uh, for, for the car ownership. Uh, they certainly share the view that uh, there will be a lot of new options, uh, what comes to new options and experiences, uh, how to solve uh, our uh, transportation needs, needs as a consumers. And that's obviously good news to us. I think uh, in the near term, the traditional ownership model like the lease and, and, and you know, buying, owning the cars, those continue to be the place. But uh, we already work with most of the major OEMs uh, to bring new type of program, programs like the book by Cadillac into the market. I think uh, most of the OEMs will uh, launch something similar this year where you can basically use whatever car model under that uh, Cadillac or any OEM brand as you want and as you need it, uh, change it even daily basis. So so we see a lot of new type of experiences and offerings, but also when we look at the traditional ownership uh, model and, and the technology and the what the mobility will allow. So one of the most exciting thing I learned in the sea is that uh, through mobility and through big data, uh, we start to have a very good uh, traceability and then the very transparent view, for example, our car components, maintenance history, the car history, uh, it works almost like in the aerospace today. 
And then I think that uh, trust and uh, kind of a transparent view, uh, even for the pre-used own uh, cars, will bring us the new way to actually own the car in the traditional model. So, so a lot of exciting things uh, happening in, in the coming months. Yeah, it sounds it. So, you know, what's your advice then to automotive company leaders uh, to allow them to capitalize on some of these opportunities that mobility is presenting? Well, I think we all can agree that uh, automotive industry is the most innovative industry in the world uh, and, and the industry sector at the moment. So, so uh, OEMs uh, needs to find a way to innovate out of the box. They certainly need to be much faster uh what they are today uh most likely they should use the partners to make uh, those innovations and, and and things to happen faster so uh let's say from the IBM perspective they have a chance to inject for example some of the design thinking methods uh, uh, as a part of the traditional oem way to work uh, would be the first good concrete step to make things happening faster and being bold more bold uh, in, in in this traditional industry the, the other thing, if I could just add in, uh, I think what you see at Consumer Electronics is the whole spectrum from sort of intelligent fridges and washing machines all the way through to, 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 to autonomous vehicles. And you can see that for the OEMs, it's all about ecosystems, that to think that they've got the answer to everything is wrong. And I, and I, I don't think they do think that. But it's going to be working with some of these, the 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 washing machine companies I don't know who but but some other people from sort of other consumer industries to get that consumer experience I think that's going to be the thing the sort of not working alone working in ecosystems and partnerships that's going to be key yeah I agree with, with Nick what is fascinating with the CES is as is we compare it to the traditional uh, uh, automotive shows is this kind of crossover uh, between the, the the different objects and the different yeah. disciplines that we see I think that's really uh, re enriching and, and and making them I think OMs uh, more progress to, to to cross all these visions of our life because at the end what we want as customers is to have all these objects to 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 send us, to give us uh, some better services and to make our lives easier totally agree. And, and speaking of the future, what I'd like to do is close with a few predictions from our panel. So, gentlemen, based on your knowledge of the industry and what you saw at CES, uh, what's one thing that you would predict is going to happen in 2018? Nick, let's start with you. Um, well, it's always difficult to put a timeline on some of these things, but I think the pace of change is definitely, it's not slowing down. It's probably quickening up. And the thing about automotive is that the, 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 it's like a sort of a three-year life cycle. For most, most things take about three years to come through. And what we were seeing at CES 2018 was the result of the last three years of work. And you can see that it's close. It's getting really close to being out there in the market. So my prediction is that there will be some sort of mobility solutions which will with a real wow factor that'll be out there. And my my bet I'm gonna I'm gonna take a bet on robo taxis. I think there's going to be a city somewhere in the world that's going to have autonomous taxis in a small way doing some some interesting pilots that we're going to see. Great. I uh, look forward to that. Uh, Jerome, how about from your side? 
Uh, from my side, what, what I'm expecting to see um, in 2018 is a, uh, a growing uh, set of alliances. Uh, I think we're entering uh, the edge of alliances between all these mobility providers. I mean, Capgemini has been working, for instance, with Valeo for, for the last couple of years on, on this kind of partnership. We've seen Ford announcing the uh, Transportation Mobility Cloud as a very open uh, um, open uh, ecosystem. And Nick uh, was talking about this ecosystem a little bit uh, before. So, I think that all uh, these uh, OEMs and mobility uh, providers start to understand that they, they need to build our mobility future all together. That, that's also their best way to and best chance to, to really compete against the, 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 the GAFAM and the BATX, which really see these new innovations like the Bayton uh, cockpit as a huge uh, potential for them. Okay, great. And, and Petri, what's your outlook for the year? Yeah, I think... Uh... Very exciting year ahead, and uh, and certainly what I can promise that uh, it's uh, cool again to say that your kid is working in the automotive industry. So so <laughs> that's what I can promise. <laughs> <laughs> All right, with that, I'd like to thank Nick Gill, Jerome Konyad, and Petri Talala for your insights. Thank you, gentlemen. For more information to connect with Nick, Jerome, or Petri, please visit capgemini.com/automotive. Thanks for listening. 